members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is July the 7th. It is a Tuesday. I am running on two hours of sleep, so let's get this hour started. Oh, boy, that sounds like it's going to be a good time for you. Uh, I see the OG Army is forming up in the chat box. Always glad to see you guys here. Uh, how'd your day go, Ryan? Not well is going to be my guess. No, like I said, I'm running on about two hours of sleep, and I fucking hurt. So, uh, yeah, let's rock. Right on, right on, right on. My day went pretty well. It was a rare two days in a row off for me, which I really appreciate. Got some stuff done, took care of laundry, uh, ran around, did some shopping, all that good stuff. Uh, so, all in all, a great day. Leg day, which is uh, normally not an awesome thing, but you have me on a deload week, so I felt uh, strong since it was easy shit. Um, but you're probably, it's right. It's funny how uh, well your programming works like that, because... I needed a, a deload week. I didn't think I did until I went to do squats today and I could barely do the, the fucking easy sets that you had laid out for me. Yeah. It's amazing how that works, huh? Someone that knows how to put a program together actually knows how to put a program together. <laughs> yes. The very true. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> so, uh, in personal news, I've decided to book a couple day vacation for the wife and I, uh, we're not going any place really far. We're going to someplace I've mentioned before, a little town called Port Austin, uh, which is right on the thumb, the tip of the thumb for Michigan. So if you're looking at Michigan as like a hand, uh, it's got the little peninsula there. That's the thumb and it's right on the tip. It's a, it's one of the few places where you can watch the sunrise and sunset over water at the same place. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Doing this Jay. Uh, about a month and a half from now, uh, right around my birthday. Uh, <clears throat> we're good. I already, I booked like a Sunday night and a Monday night, uh, for, for, to stay there. Uh, that way, if we, if I can get that Sunday night out, that Sunday off, we will go, you know, around and visit, uh, uh, earlier. If I can't get that day off, I will go ahead and, you know, travel there after work. And it's about two hours from our house. So we could be still be there by like six or seven o'clock and make an evening of it and then ha have the entire Monday there. And then we check out Tuesday because apparently I'm going to have Tuesdays off for a little while now. Well, and you've also requested off the day after the election, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I put that within last week. So, <laughs> okay. So I yeah, make sure well, I... you weren't procrastinating per usual. No, 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 no. That one, uh, I assume I'll be able to get off. Uh, I, I'm, I assume I can get this one off as well, since it is a month and a half away, so they have some time to prepare for it. It makes it a little bit harder, because they have to find someone to, uh, for my wife as well, since we work at the same place. <coughs> but she's slow as fuck right now, because no one's playing golf, because no one's coming in for much. So her days you know, are kind of easy at the moment. They say the same thing about you, but it has nothing to do with work. Ah, uh, <laughs> so you got anything today? always have a few things um so did you hear that vladimir putin's uh cousin has been elected to head the people against corruption political party in russia oh, oh that's that's very interesting uh i assume it's just like him and two other people i i think it's probably just him and uh you know he's going to be that watchdog out there making sure that you know there's no corruption 
Oh, that's cool. Because, you know, like my cousin would totally be into that for me, too. He'd watch out for me and make sure I'm not being corrupt anytime. So there's, yeah, I'm sure there's no conflict of interest or anything like that going on. Exactly. I mean, I, well, the first thing you can look at is the fact that Russia right now is uh, going after rainbow colored ice cream or promoting non-traditional lifestyles. That is ridiculous. Uh, for one thing, <clears throat> I don't know what, if they're, what, what colors of the rainbow they're speaking of, but here in Michigan, we have something called Superman ice cream, which is like three different colors. And that shit is the bomb. So I, I totally disagree with Russia on their multicolor ice cream stance. Yeah, this one appears to be yellow, kind of a pink, a green, and a purple. That is a lot of colors in your ice cream, but still, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but then again, Russia has that entire uh, you know anti-gay stance that's pretty much their official government stance. Well, yeah, they, uh, they passed a law in 2013 that outlaws gay propaganda to minors. Hmm. So any sort of gayness in advertising, if a child sees it, you're going to be in the goddamn gulag, sir. Jesus. That's a, that's kind of an overreaction. I don't think that uh, uh, children should be led in one direction or another by any kind of you know uh, marketing or things like that. Uh, but uh, so I, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of agree with kind of part of that, but not most of it. <laughs> oh, let's see. We're going to try something a little bit different here. Uh, do, 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 go to the profile, da, 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 five, 28, okay, I, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, more troll calls? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe. Let me go look at something right quick. Uh, right. no, that's, no, that's Sly. No, he, he's got a, a whole bunch of, uh, fucking, uh, things going on. What up? What up, brother? Oh, you're mad! I'm back! Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> Oh, uh, that must be Forreston or one of the other people that decided they wanted to troll nowadays. Unfortunate. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's... So we may as well just cover that right now. Like, that shit really has no place. Like, what What does someone get out of that? I don't know, dude. It's not something like, you I know really it's like about. It's like attention-seeking <laughs> behavior, and it's just... Like, why would you want to ruin the thing that you call in or that you tune into every day. Like, that's well, weird. That's, yeah, well, I don't know. It's it's, they think it, it's fun to do. So I have no clue why, uh, but whatever you got, you can't let shit, shit like that get you down. You just have to ignore it and move on. But yeah, I'm just saying like, it makes literally no sense. Like you're trying to ruin what you tune into every day and the people you interact with on a day to day basis you're also trying to ruin their experience. Like, right. Well, you, that's a you, pretty, just pretty much shit individual. Like, yeah. And, really. uh, so, and some of them did surprise me because I thought it was people that were cool with the show that had been around for a while, but apparently not. So but that's fine. Uh, I certainly don't need people to uh, like me, uh, as evidenced by the OG. So, Hey, if they're listening, they're helping out the show one way or another. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck em. <laughs> so in, in the news of fuck em, did you see that Florida came out with guidelines as far as uh, schools reopening in the fall? Oh, yeah. I know a whole bunch of states are starting to do that. What was Florida's plan? Florida's plan is that schools must reopen with in-person instruction. Really? Yes. That Florida is going to... balls to the wall like fuck it. 
is kind of their official stance at this point. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess they're just going to pretend that there's nothing going on then, huh? Yeah, that's pretty much what they're doing, despite the kind of surge that we're having of everything being fucked up. And that's actually, so interestingly enough, Gilbert Burns, who is off the Fight Island card that was replaced with Masvidal, blamed the way that Florida is handling the uh, the pandemic with why he ended up positive. Hmm. Well, I think there's a little bit of truth to that, but on the other hand, uh, if you well, take he's not really good precautions... To, like, it's Florida's fault. It's like, okay, I, I live and train in Florida, and their blatant disregard to this is probably how I ended up with this shit. Right, yes and no. I mean, uh, I'm assuming that their uh, probably safety precautions weren't enough anyways, because... Because I mean, but I guess you can only do so much. But but you you don't get it, you don't get it just because other people are being uh, um, unsafe. You have to come in contact with those unsafe people. So yes, Florida is to blame for how lax they were, but he knows somebody that was doing shit that they shouldn't have. Right, that definitely is a thing. But yeah, Florida is just saying fuck it. We don't believe in trying to slow this whatsoever. So we're we're back on. <coughs> And I, I've been seeing pictures. I don't even know. They look. They have to be doctored because uh, you know uh, uh, how thick the uh, beaches are. Uh, but I've seen uh, pictures of like just ridiculous amounts of people on the beach uh, in not just Florida, a whole bunch of other states as well. Yeah, there's a lot of people that just don't give a damn anymore. So hey, more power to them. I can't yeah. say that I would be on a crowded beach right now, but that's just me. Well, I don't know about. I don't know. We. I did just make plans to go someplace, but it's a little tiny town in the th in the thumb of Michigan, <coughs> where I'll be hanging out in a hotel room or walking around for the most part, and I'll be wearing my mask if I have to go in any place or get come in cl cl close contact with people. Uh, speaking of masks, I uh, got a couple in the mail the other day, which I'm really happy about. Um, as you guys know, I have to wear a mask uh, all day at my work, and it gets uh, annoying after a while. Um, so I found some masks that I'm really happy with. Uh, the instead of having the elastic that go around your ears and that sort of thing, they tie in the back. It's got like an upper tie and a lower tie, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but that means I can tie it as loosely as I want. So it's not like you know gripping my face like you know a fucking face hugger from Alien or anything like that. And especially since I can tie the, the lower one really loose, it doesn't cut my ma my face as bad. It still covers as a face mask, but I've noticed it doesn't. Uh, give me that really nasty breathe in your own breath thing quite as bad all day. So you got the, uh, the black lives matter masks <laughs> that you're going to wear at work. No, see that, that bummed me out. I can wear, uh, stuff to work, but I can't, you know, um, wear anything too radical. Like I saw a, a horror movie line of face masks with like different, you know, bangs and ridiculous stuff for your face mask, which obviously I couldn't wear something like that. I certainly couldn't wear any kind of political logos on my uh, face masks. That wouldn't be appropriate in the least bit. Oh, come on, Jay. <laughs> no, I think that's probably a poor idea, but, but like I said, I said, I, I am glad to try them out. I told my wife, she's got to try one. I bought three of them. So, you know, that I can rotate through them and not have to wash my mask out every single day. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, I got also a spare one so she can try it. Um, I'm sure she's going to love it. She complains about the same thing that I do. It's just, you know, you get tired of breathing in your own fucking breath all day. Yeah, they sent out some surveys around, like, our entire plan as far as going back to the office and, like, 
what you would require as a person to be willing to go back. And like the literal only thing that I put is like, I have to wear a mask all day. I'm not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it, just, it, yeah, go ahead. it's an annoyance that I can do my job completely from home anyway. So we all have to go in and be uncomfortable all fucking day. Like all it's going to do is make us less efficient. Yeah. I see in my case, it's, um, excuse me, <clears throat> something that I don't really have a choice about. And for it, or it's an abundance of caution kind of thing. Uh, every single employee is wearing a face mask. So theoretically it's pretty safe like that. Although if you see how some of them wear their face masks, it's not as safe as you would think. And I have, I've caught almost every single person in that goddamn place at one point with their mask down talking to somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm not the mask police. I'd be the most hated fucking person in there. Um, and that, and that every, not every, not want to be the person. mask police, don't you? There's part of you that wants to, every time you see that, be like, Hey, Hey, I'm going to write you up a, a little tiny bit. Uh, just because as we've mentioned before, I do have this streak of, it annoys me to watch people break the rules. Cause it's that entire, Oh, so you're too good to follow the rules that everyone else is supposed to be fucking following, but you're goddamn special. Good for you, dude. Yeah. That I do get that a little bit. Uh, so that's why parts of me thought uh, if if the rest of me wasn't completely unsuited for it, I'd be a, a good police officer because I don't like watching people break the rules. Uh, but I've actually, gotten, you'd be a terrible police officer. I, I did mention, but if if I wasn't unsuited for it for every other reason, <laughs> uh, no, I'm saying no. But, just that having that idea of you are ridiculously a stickler for everything, yeah. like you wouldn't last as a cop. <clears throat> well, yeah, I assume I'd probably chill dog on some of that after a year or two. Because uh, if nothing else, you're making yourself uh, you know, a ridiculous amount of work. Um, but I, over the years, I have learned to uh, pick and choose my battles. And now if it's something that doesn't affect me, just don't fucking get involved. It, that's the sort of thing that will correct itself over time, which is what happens, obviously, when people break rules. Eventually, it gets corrected over time. Uh, someone knows someone who actually is in charge of that kind of shit notices that they're breaking the rules and uh, addresses it accordingly. Uh, so that's why fucking my life became so much easier after that i used to care about bullshit things like uh, employees coming in through the front door because it's you know the employers are supposed to come in through the employee entrance in the back so i'd be sitting there you know and someone's running late for work so they go blasting through the front door to because it's uh, closer and easier to get to the time clocks that way <laughs> I, and i never said anything to anybody about it even when i would cared uh but now that i let that kind of shit go. It makes my day a lot easier. Just go, oh, yeah, there goes so-and-so. Yeah, there goes so-and-so. As opposed to, God damn it, dude, that knows that guy knows he's not supposed to be coming in through the front door. See, yeah. Makes it a lot easier when I don't care. Yeah, you have an obsessive, compulsive drive to enforce really probably pretty stupid rules. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Everything's a rule for a reason. It's not, nobody makes rules just to make rules. Um, <clears throat> it's not to say there are rules that are outdated are not there, that there are not rules that are outdated and it could be updated, but a rule's a rule for a reason. Uh, like one of the things that bothers me and I try not to let it bother me is there's a certain area in a parking lot, um, that has like no parking stripes ac across it because it's a narrow a narrow area and there's parking spaces across it, you know, across the way from this area. So basically if someone parks there, it makes it almost impossible for the people to get out of those three or four parking spots opposite of it. 
So, of course, fucking people park there all the time, you know, despite the fact that it has it's clearly marked that you're not supposed to park there. Uh, and, and it's to the point where there's three or four or five different members that fight each other to be in that spot. I mean, a, a valet won't park them there, but some of these people park themselves. So and, they, and it's like the closest spot, basically the closest spot to the uh, golf course. So you could just park there, walk like 20 or 30 feet and you're at the first tee. But it's not a fucking parking spot. And obviously that does not affect my life at all. All it does is make the uh, valet's job harder. But it still bothers me whenever I walk by. I'm like, oh, oh this, this guy's a genius. No one's ever fucking thought of parking there before. Look at this guy. You are 100% the office space Melvin of country <laughs> club life. <laughs> well, but keep in mind, I've never turned anybody in. I know how my life would go if I, if I was that guy, I, you know, there's, I wouldn't have been working here for fucking 16 years. Cause everyone would fucking hate me. And you know, I would have quit years and years and years ago. So in no cases, I have, I ever tried to get anyone in trouble or pointed out that they were breaking the rules to management or anything like that. I keep this all shit in my head and see about it. Uh, or until which is why about four, five, or six years ago when I learned like one of these days you're just going to freak out and you're going to burn the entire place down because you've had enough <laughs> no I, like I said I've started to let this shit go it doesn't bother me that much one of a, a it ridiculous doesn't bother you that much but you have like a, a laundry list that you can pull from it any time of things that piss you off yeah yeah well yeah uh, but it doesn't bother me that much it's just things that used to annoy me a lot now I just look at it and go meh whatever um and my life became a lot better when I heard one of those stupid uh, sayings, you know, that you, one of those mottos, Facebook, whatever things you want to call it. This is said, you live your life as a, a witness, not a judge. I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably what I should be doing. Don't just, just look at this shit and laugh. Don't try to judge other people by that kind of shit anymore. Well, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> no, you know, you don't, you're not even in the fast cars. Don't lie to me, man. I said nothing about getting through that quarter mile quickly. <laughs> so you don't, I mean, you're not interested in like sports cars or anything like that at all, huh? Like I said, if I was going to buy something, I might get like a, a BMW i3 or something like that. But yeah, like for the most part, I don't need to be out there going 160 on the highway. Like huh. it doesn't really make my life better. Oh, and yeah, well, for me, it's just... <clears throat> It's, for me, it's fun at low speeds because I like cornering and like it's a lot more fun for me to take a corner at 30 than it is to try to, uh, uh, you know, go fast on the freeway. Um, uh, I like uh, maneuverability. I like small cars, which is funny considering my size. Um, but I've never really had the money to have like anything really fast. Uh, and I like if someone gave me $100,000, like, here, go buy a car, whatever you want, $100,000, I'd I'd have to think about it for a couple months probably because I've never looked at cars in that range before. Well, yeah, I think that's most of us. If somebody said, here's a hundred grand, spend as much on it as you want on a car and the rest of it just disappears. Then yeah, I think we'd all be looking into that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And the thing is, that's not as much money as it used to be. I mean, a hundred thousand dollars at one point, you think they'd buy like any fucking car on the planet. But cars are fucking expensive, uh, especially like the SUVs. Those are get get can get ridiculous really easy. Uh, I see those going in the range of fifty or sixty thousand dollars sometimes. Yeah, cars are a little ridiculous, but I mean it is what it is. Like I see no need to buy a super expensive car just because 
hey, I don't spend that much of my life in a car. Mm-hmm. So why do I really care that much? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I spend a little bit more. I mean, my uh, commutes back and forth to work are somewhere between 25 and 45 minutes, depending on how traffic is. Uh, this year, it's been pretty much 25 or 30 minutes because not only not only am I leaving and coming to work a lot earlier, uh, but traffic is still down quite significantly from like regular traffic, I've noticed. Yeah, there's that. Mine's about 15 minutes. But a uh, question from the chat. What do you think about Kanye running for president? Hmm. <clears throat> um, there was a time when I would just laugh and said, ah, <laughs> that's fucking funny. Uh, but then Donald Trump became our president, and now I know that anything can fucking happen. Uh, so now I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified and, and dismayed, dismayed that Kanye West might be our president. He really can't. He he's already missed the cutoff in several states to be added to a ballot. Like most of the other states, he's like within a few days of missing it. So oh. no, this is just Kanye wanting attention and probably dropping some new music soon or another weird ugly pair of $400 shoes. <laughs> I do not understand that entire culture. Is he good at rap? I don't listen to enough rap and that kind of music to be able to judge him. Is he really good? Is that why, you know, this, he gets away with all this crazy behavior? Well, yeah. Con- well, number one, Kanye was a great producer and he was a pretty goddamn good rapper. He had some great like albums to start out with. And then he got mixed up with Kardashians, and I think he's just legit crazy now. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you know, Rogan did that uh, bit about how uh, they fuck up their men. So he might be a bit coming to the entire Kardashian crazy thing. Now. Yeah. And, and wow. absolutely, he loves fish sticks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess that's where he gets away with this because. Because of all his previous success as a producer and a rapper, he has this fan base of people that will pretty much accept anything from him at this point. And he's not the only one there like that. Whenever a celebrity gets past a certain point, they're going to have a fan base uh, of various size that's going to buy everything they do, be happy with everything they do, and no, it doesn't really matter at that point. You, you're going to get those people's uh, support. Uh, year in and year out. Yeah, he's to that point. He 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 got his fame. He got even more fame by marrying into a reality show family, and then now he's just crazy Kanye. Yeah, um, Kevin Smith's a pretty good example of that. Uh, he built up a fan base with like three or four or five movies of ver- of varying quality. Um, and then after that, I, I hate to say it cause I love the guy. A lot of his recent work is just fucking shit, <laughs> but he's got that built in fan base that loves whatever he does regardless. Cause I see people that were like, Oh, the, uh, the, uh, um, Jay and silent Bob reboot was fucking great. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? And, and I it's a lot of them. You know, I, I happen to know a lot of Kevin Smith fans because I used to hang out on a forum that was dedicated to him. Uh, and a lot of them are still with him, regardless of what's happened in the last four or five years with his movies. Um, and like he does, <laughs> the reboot isn't bad if you're half paying attention. It's a good background <laughs> movie to have, right? And because dude, every and once in while did... you'll catch something that is like yeah. a callback to something that was awesome. And yeah. Like, oh, huh. Okay. And then you kind of go back to what you're doing. Right, right. And dude, he does so much more. Uh, he does like a bazillion different podcasts. He does. He has a Kevin Smith fan club where. 
like it has exclusive stuff where he does a more a morning podcast that's just available to them and he, he he's a uh, writes a whole bunch of different comic books or has over the years they just opened a, like a pop-up movies uh restaurant someplace that he's running for a while he has his own re- uh, comic book store in jersey and the guy just has so many things going on that he can't help but to make money really because uh, he puts out so much fucking content he doesn't need to have a gigantic fan base to uh, purchase all his stuff because he puts out a ton of stuff that his loyal smaller fan base will buy over and over and over again so in the fan and club yes, are, are you ultra level platinum member oh i didn't join that shit <laughs> he puts sure, out he puts out so much stuff that if you're interested in karen smith you don't really have to pay money and uh yes uh mason us usa f16 that's uh kevin smith is uh, the guy from jay and silent bob he'll be silent bob um in addition to being the actor for that he writes all that shit uh he did all he did all of the movies all the he was the director and writer and almost all of it um he also does like a, a tour several different tours where he uh like the, he calls it a, a night with Kevin Smith where he gets on stage and just answers questions uh, from the audience. <clears throat> I told you about how he went in a completely different direction with marketing uh, Jay and Silent Bob and bringing it to the people, right? Like we, moved, we had the conversation, I believe. I'm sure we probably did. I, I may have just written it off to your <laughs> Kevin Smith fandom. Right. Well, what he did instead of uh, spending a whole bunch of money to for advertising to try to market it and then put it out in all those movie theaters and where he would have to only get a certain cut uh, for each one. All he did was book movie theaters and places like that across the country and bring it a, the show from town to town to town to town. Um, he he had some unique stats. He routinely uh, like the first night that he did this he kicked the shit out of every single other movie uh, as far as like uh, theater per theater uh, money, you know, now because he's only having it one spot, but he's charging like 50 or $60 to see the movie because after the movie, he does a question and answer thing. And I think they might get a t-shirt or some bullshit like that. So instead of just going to see the movie, it's this entire big event. So he would just sell out one movie theater for two or three nights and sell it, move it to another town and sell out another movie theater for two or three nights and made a fair amount of money doing that because he was making you know so much per seat and that's which is why i said he routinely won each week's box office when it came down to the money per theater ratio okay okay and well i mean i it doesn't sound like a big deal but it was enough of a big deal that like forbes did a big article about him and how it might be the new way that smaller independent movies are going to uh, do business then after that of course he sold it to the different streaming services and makes money off it that way now yeah so kevin smith he's a guy (laughs) okay i'm sorry about that what else do you got sir uh, so in just absolute irony, did you hear about the Oregon man that was, uh, driving a stolen vehicle and crashed into, uh, an unsuspecting person that was also driving a stolen vehicle? <laughs> what the fuck did he have going on in Oregon? I didn't realize it was that hood of a place. Uh, what are the odds of that? I mean, seriously, cause obviously Oregon's not really a, a hotbed for crime. Um, do they have any like of the circumstances involved? Um, let's see. So yeah, car crash Sunday resulted in both drivers being arrested. Um, this first driver, some dude stole a land cruiser 
Um, and he careened into a Buick Regal that a woman had stolen. So obviously the guy had better taste and it was enough to, it was enough to disable both vehicles. So they both wrecked the car. Cops showed up, arrested them both for stealing their respective cars. You got your peanut butter all over my chocolate. You got your chocolate in my peanut butter. That's just the image that I have. Oh, you what, what up, dude? You fucked up my stolen car. No, dude, you fucked up my stolen car. I mean, you know, you said, you said I was a man and a woman. Clearly, once they get out of jail, they need to date. Yeah, they are. They are perfect for each other. Um, obviously, the man needs to kind of educate the woman of what kind of vehicle to steal, because who the fuck steals a Buick Regal? Um, I assume probably because it's easy to steal. Yeah, oh, wait, I mean, there was a low barrier to entry there. The keys were probably in it or something. Right, right. The oh, person oh, probably oh, doesn't even want the car back. It's a fucking Buick Regal. Right, wait. Is uh, Do they make new Buick Regals? When you said Buick Regal, I was assuming something from out of the 80s, which is why it'd be ridiculously easy to steal. Um, I could be wrong. Do they still make them? Oh, I'm sure they must. Buick's yeah. still a thing, right? Oh, yeah. I, I assume Buick's a thing. Buick used to have a couple cool cars. Uh, Buick Grand National is a really awesome car from the 80s. Um, but, yeah, 2020 uh, Buick Regal, uh, starting at 25 grand. Okay, so it, it's a low to mid level uh, car. Yep. Which is uh, unfor- unfortunate. <laughs> and it's funny. I go as we were talking about cars again. Twenty. It says it starts at 25, so probably fully loaded. That's a thirty-five thousand dollar car. Yeah, probably something like that. Buicks have always been relatively expensive, though. I think yeah, they tried to be like partially luxury, even though they're they're fucking Buick. Right, right. Well, uh, Buick, that's part of the GM uh, thing. Uh, so I think that's, yeah, the Buicks are supposed to be like a step up from like Chevys and and things like that, I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know the uh, the hierarchy there, but I know that I've never driven a Buick and I don't think I ever will. Wait a minute, or is Buick, or is Buick a uh, Chrysler product? I can't remember which one's which. Oh, I'm going to have to look it up now. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I have no fucking clue. There is something. Oh, General Motors. Okay, yeah, it, it is a she- General Motors Chevy product. So Buick's like a nicer version of Chevy, really. Um, lots of car companies had that back in the day, and some of them still do. Like, for instance, uh, Lincoln is supposed to be just a nicer version of Ford. So a lot of like the different Lincoln cars were just better versions of the fucking Ford car. Uh, like way back in the day, uh, I had a 72 T-Bird. Um, which was a really a pretty nice car back for what it was back in the day. But the, the, there was also a Lincoln something, another probably continental, which was basically the same car, but with nicer trim and maybe a different engine or something like that. And you see that with a lot of cars, uh, um, like Pontiac and Trans Am for a while there were, was like the Pontiac Firebird was pretty much the same thing as a Trans Am and just all kinds of different cars that were almost the same car, slightly different badging. Uh, like Ford had the Mustang, then it also had a uh, uh, Capri, Caprice, I think it was, which was the same damn car. Sorry, we're I'm babbling about stuff you guys don't give a shit about. I'm moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. I only have one other thing, and this one is just, hey, it's, I don't even know what to think about this one. Mm, what's that? Uh, but there is a university professor in Argentina um, that was giving a lecture to his students and, and let them know that he would give a bonus to any student that could find a poor Jew. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ, Argentina is that fucking racist, really? And he can just fucking weigh that out. Yeah, well, he went on to explain, uh, talking about the money the Jews have, and it demonstrates the power that the Jews have. And mm. he went on to uh, have this great quote of, why do you think the Nazis killed so many Jews? Because of the envy they had. <sighs> I will, we will note that a lot of fucking Nazis moved to Argentina when they fled Germany after the war. Uh, so apparently that stuck, huh? Yeah, so that was, so I think it was, wasn't it Tim Kennedy that did like a show where they were, they went into Argentina like hunting Nazis? Yeah, yeah, Hunting Hitler I think was the name of the show and uh, that that was the logical place to start looking for him really because uh, as we mentioned, that's where a lot of them went. They they welcomed them with open arms or so, or I can't, well, you know, that might not be fair, but there's a reason why they all went there uh, because like uh, obviously lots of other countries weren't going to accept him or if they found out that they were there, they'd be fucked. Apparently, Argentina just didn't give a shit. Yeah, and apparently not this guy. Um, another quote in this article of the, of this guy. Imagine Germans bleeding to death in terminal economic crisis with hyperinflation, and the Jews? They kept getting rich. Well, yeah, because they're good business people. I, it always amazes me why uh, when people are persecuted for their success because that's, that's all that is there's not some shadow conspiracy where the jews run the world they're smart business people so they tend to do well if when giving the given the chance so it's just it's just ridiculous uh that entire you know fucking prejudice against jews that's prejudice prejudice prejudices against anybody's fucking stupid but the jew one always fucking amazed me I'm like dude they're awesome people i've never met a jewish person i didn't really like they're al almost uniformly cool well, and that is like that's kind of one of the few like complimentary stereotypes. Yeah, I guess you could the call Jews it. Jews are great as with money, like Asians yeah. are good at math. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's a Yeah, and there's all but it's that's a slippery slope. You can't even do that now, really. Cuz yeah, uh, yeah, there's people getting busted out there for those exact stereotypes. You can't you can't say anybody's good at anything. You can't say anyone's bad at anything. Uh, nobody has any specific traits or anything to go along with whatever race they are. Everybody's exactly the same. Well, yeah, like when we had that Nigerian prince that, you know, we thought, hey, maybe he's a good long distance runner, but apparently not. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, that, that was an interesting conversation, actually, to find out that the different tribes were good at different things. And it's only a very specific uh, part of the country where the good marathon runners come from. Yeah, that's, I did not know that before that conversation. And I probably yeah. would have never known it had we not had that conversation. Exactly. That's why I always like talking to different people from different countries. You learn all kinds of cool shit. Um, as Just I don't mentioned, have conversations with, uh, you know, professors from Argentina. Yeah. yeah no kidding. Um, yeah. And as I mentioned before, there's all kinds of different uh, ethnicities and races and all kinds of good shit at my uh, work. So I learn stuff every day, just about. Good for you. Yeah. Like the GI uh, Joe, you know, commercials always said, the more, you know, yep. And no one have to battle. You got anything else? Or exactly. are you going to move on to my stupid shit? No, you've had like two days to gather things. So you should have a, a gigantic backlog here, Jay. No, I've next got two 24 things. minutes. This is on you. 
No, I've got two things. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be able to stretch Jesus, them out. Jesus, Jay. I had a busy day. Um, but did you see Tom Hanks' new movie is not going to come out in the theaters? No, I didn't even know Tom Hanks had a new movie. Yeah, is he had Forrest a new Gump movie. Too? No, no, uh, although it well, might, might as well be. Well, it's supposed to be. It's called The Greyhound, and it's supposed to be about a battle, World War II battle in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, so it's probably going to be a good movie because uh, Tom Hanks and war movies are tend to be pretty good. Uh, however, it was supposed to come out in June sometime or another, but it's not going to. Apparently, it's going to come out like in a couple months, but only on Apple TV. And uh, Mr. Hanks isn't too happy about it. Well, yeah, because I'm sure he's getting a fucking cut. Well, yeah, that too. I'm or he assuming was that's supposed part of to it. get a cut. Yeah, I'm assuming that's probably part of it. But that's not why he says he's unhappy with it. He just thinks that the uh, you know the visual and audio differences and the sound quality and all that good stuff is so much different between the movie theater experience and watching it at home with your Apple TV. So he thinks it's not going to do the movie justice. Yeah, fucking artists are dumb. <laughs> I'm sure he considers himself an artist speaking that well, way. Uh, well, I don't know. Are, are, do you consider actors artists? Not really. No? Well, they're. I don't know. They're producing something using creative talent. Isn't that what an artist is? Yeah, I think more so like the writer slash director are closer to being artists than the trained monkeys that acted out. <laughs> I don't know. I would assume acting is kind of hard. I've never tried it. I mean, it's it's more than just reading words, you know, or and and pretending to do something, you know, because otherwise there'd be, you know, because liars are a dime a dozen. <laughs> and good, you would think a good liar would be about the same thing as being a good actor, but I there's got to be a lot more to it than that. I assume. I don't think there is. No. God damn, Samuel L. Jackson has made like. $50 million saying motherfucker. <laughs> okay. So, well, I guess kind of, you don't call him an artist is, I guess just actors only uh, appropriate word for him then, huh? Exactly. That's what they do. They, they are the Kings of pretend, <laughs> but well, that does come in different various skill levels, obviously. I don't know. I think just about anybody you could mold into a decent movie role. I really think you could. Yeah, it's possible, but uh, I, I do. There are different levels of that shit. Obviously, I mean, uh, otherwise you wouldn't have things like the uh, you know uh, Oscars and all those awards because uh, some people are just way better at it than others, uh, either through skill, uh, talent, or dedication. Uh, Christian Bale's a good example of that. He's a really good actor, a lot of it because he throws himself into his roles. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Christian Bale was great in Batman, and everything else, he sucked. <laughs> See, to me, that wasn't even one of his greatest roles. Uh, oh, look, we got a question in the chat box. Underground Live, what are your thoughts on the Russian bounty? Uh, what do you think there, Dalton? Have you, have you read into that, any? Yeah, it's really fucked up is what it is. And the whole excuse by the whole Trump thing that like someone didn't fucking draw him a picture to tell him about it and it was just in his actual briefing material. That's not an excuse. 
Yeah, yeah, it's not an excuse. And here's the thing: it's not just him. There, there is a quite a few people that would see that. That's not like a only for the president to know sort of information. There's an entire network of people that were aware aware of that, and nobody fucking said shit. So it's not just Trump not doing what he's supposed to do. There's a whole chain of people that fucked up on that. Uh, well, and you're not necessarily supposed to come out and release that stuff jay that's all like classified information right that, that's but that's what i'm so, saying yes, it was know. supposed to go to supposed to go to trump and he should have done something with it he didn't like yeah just super fucked up right well i'm just saying i don't think it needs to go to his level for something to be done about it as at least um but I, I don't know. I'd have to see how the how the chain of command and what authority people actually have at different levels. Uh, but here's the thing. Why aren't we doing something about it now? Like right now, uh, what do you do about that sort of thing? You can't uh, start dropping nuclear bombs on them. Uh, but obviously you can't just say, okay, yeah, it's fine. If Russians people, if Russia has bounties on our uh, fucking soldiers, what do you do at that point? Well, what you do is you call Putin's uh, cousin, had an anti-corruption movement, and let him take care of it, because I'm sure he will be right on that. Mason, if you want to call in, go ahead. I'd be lo- I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Oh, and I was slightly wrong. Christian Bale was also awesome in American Psycho. <laughs> I've only seen bits and pieces of that. I've never seen the entire movie from front to back. You've and seen yes, some of the worst movies in history, but you haven't seen American Psycho? Goddamn. Yeah. Mason, yeah, you do have to have headphones, otherwise you'll get really bad echoes when uh, you're on the show with us. So uh, we don't have any yeah, control Yeah, and the actual app it. itself, I think if you're on uh, any sort of Apple product, it actually requires you to. Right, it's a good idea. I think regardless. Android, it just tells you that you should do it, and then it doesn't require it. Right, yeah, exactly. Um <clears throat> It's a good idea regardless. Anyways. Uh, okay. While well, he's looking for that, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Uh, one of those things I've spoke about before is I don't like talking too much about stuff that I don't know a lot about. And I haven't read most of the articles about it yet. I just saw the headlines like everybody else and went, Oh Jesus. And then I moved on. Cause I didn't really figure we'd be talking about that kind of thing on the show. We try to avoid the hardcore political stuff as much as we can. Well, the most ridiculous thing is like, this is something that's happening while the administration is also trying to push to get fucking Russia re-added to the G8. Mm. Like, how yeah. the fuck do you reconcile that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the fact of the matter is the Ru- Russia is not our friend. Um, they're not people that you should be trusting with shit. We tolerate what we do because they are a big fucking country with nuclear bombs. Uh, so... Uh, we can't just ignore them and hope they go away. But this attitude of pretending like they're our buddies is not doing us any good, really. Oh, boy. We got Mason well, calling in. S- well, okay. Well, yeah, we'll let him go. Yeah. Hello, Mason. Uh, well, it was a good try. Well, there we go. Well, I appreciate your uh, call, Mason. Uh, we'll go ahead and keep on ignoring you from this point. Jeez. Uh, so I don't know. What do you do? I mean, you can't, you can't really make them do all that much. Well, I mean, you can go back to kind of the line we've generally had on them. Like this, these last, you know, four years, we've been pretty light on, you know, calling Russia out for what they are. Mm-hmm. And we probably just kind of need to revert back to that. Like the cold war was a thing for a reason. 
And it's not like they just magically became good people. And by good people, I'm talking the government. The actual people in Russia, generally pretty good people. Especially all yeah. the people I've known that have left Russia and come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, one of my favorite authors, a guy named Robert A. Heinlein, did a lot of traveling uh, over the years. And he wrote a couple different articles specifically about Russia. And he went there in like the 50s um, while the Cold War was going on. And some and I want to say some event happened while he was there. We had some sort of a spy plane that the Russia shot down or Russia claimed that they shot down. And in reality, it probably just broke down because Russia, Russia didn't have anything that would shoot high enough for it. And But they were there the day that it happened or two days after it happened. Well, they'd been there for a couple of days and then it happened. And they said like uh, the government's attitude toward them changed like on a dime because that was, it was called the uh, name of the article is called Pravda, which is Russian for truth. And um, it was also, which is the name of their uh, newspaper as well, which is controlled completely by the government. So it, a lot of his article was about how the, the people are only hear what the government wants them to hear. Uh, but the reason I bring this up, cause he said a lot of it was tragic because of all the countries he's been to, he considered the Russians the most like us as a people, you know, the day to day people that he met. Well, and that's one of the crazy things about Russia. Like they masquerade as like this semi-democracy, which we all know isn't anywhere near what it really is. Right. And <clears throat> like if Putin went in like, you know, 75% of all the elections and putting shit through like, you know, the whole, okay, any former presidents can't be arrested for anything. And I'm going to be president for another couple terms because, hey, why not? Right. And of course, this article was was in the fifties, but he talked about how uh, Russian tourism you can you can go on a, a tour of Russia. There's a tourist agency just run by the government, of course, that handles just that. But they will give you like their version of Russia. Um, like you can't go to certain places. the The tour guides are actually told where they're supposed to take you, what you're allowed to see, and what you're not allowed to see. Although you don't know this, of course. Um, and like he talked about many of instances of asking, asking to go to certain places and the tour guide suddenly not be able to speak English, even though they had earlier in the day and you know, ignore requests to go to places where they didn't want you to see. Well, really, it's like the, uh, it's like the North Korea tour. Yeah. Like you yeah, can go yeah. to North Korea, like you're going to see exactly what they want you to see and nothing else. Yeah, that's a really good example of that. That's uh, uh, I, I had kind of forgot about that. Uh, same thing, you know, which tells you something because everyone knows how oppressive and nutty North Korea is, but a lot of people don't think Russia is not exactly the same, but it pretty much is, really. Well, I mean, it's slightly different. Like, you can't completely lock down the Russian people like they have in North Korea. Right. Like, they're still going to be able to find themselves, you know, like... You know, like Western entertainment or like the internet and shit like that. Russia, pe- Ru- the Russian people are much more educated to like the world than North Korea, obviously. But yeah, right. as far as the actual governments themselves, I mean, it wouldn't necessarily surprise you for Putin to come out and say, you know, he he golfed a a twenty one in in eighteen holes, like you know Kim Jong Un or Ill, whichever one it was. 
Right, right, and of course, uh, when I uh, when I say that they're very similar like that, I'm more referring to the fifties and sixties Russia that I read the stories about back before there was the internet. There's and there, there were separate sources of information other than the government. Uh, the only difference is like Russia uh, either you know allowed a technology to, into their uh, country to have the internet and, and independent news sources. Although I'd be curious as to how much uh, Russia controls their internet over there. While North Korea just said, nope, none of that for us. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they, they, you know, censor some of it, but it's such a sprawling fucking country that you can't, you can't really lock it down the same way you could someplace else. Right, right. Like, I mean, China even has troubles locking it completely down. Like, there are people obviously posting, like, we have, sometimes we have people from China on the fucking OG, other than douchebag guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, um, I suppose it is uh, not locked down quite the same. Then neither of them can lock it down completely. Although from what I understand, China does a fairly good job of it. Uh, and that's one of the things that I'm glad about our country. And I was worried when they talked about like net, net neutrality and controlling where, who got to be on the internet and what was on there. Cause that's one of the few things I think shouldn't be touched by the government at all. It should be a wild land a free for all. Uh, other than like stopping people from fraud and like and hackers and shit like that. But I don't think that the uh, internet should be regulated uh, by the government uh, as such. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with that as far as the, the internet should be free and open in the regard of like anything that's out there, you should be able to access knowing that if you act some, access something illegal, that's on you and you can right, end up right. being, you know, punished for that right exactly um, but yeah but yeah i'm i'm on the same same idea there now that doesn't get into some of the crazy shit where people like want to be able to force different websites and platforms to not censor them like that one i can't necessarily get behind because i'm sorry individual like web pages and and companies like they have to have a, a mechanism to you know protect their bottom line and you saying a bunch of crazy shit on their platform doesn't help their bottom line. So yeah, they're free to get rid of you. Right, right, right. That's one of the common misunderstandings. Uh, your freedom of speech does not extend to the internet. Um, the internet is a collection of privately owned places. And if that privately owned place doesn't want you saying that kind of shit uh, on their place, they can freely ban you and you have no rights to stop them. <coughs> Obviously, well, we're that's talking. the thing is the like there's that just super simple flow chart that's out there that basically says, you know, was your speech like, you know, was your speech edited or controlled or blah, blah, blah by the government? If yes, your First Amendment was was broken. If no, you don't have First Amendment rights. It has nothing to do with it. It's only about exactly. government censorship. Exactly. Uh, if, if Facebook wants to ban you, if Twitter wants to ban you, if YouTube doesn't want their shit on their site, they all have the right to do that. Um, it, um, if they shouldn't be doing that, the repercussions will be people will stop using their site. So it's a uh, I checks and balances, just like everything else. So if you don't want, if you don't like that, they're censoring your your speech. Go to a different site. That's where your freedom comes from. No one's forcing you to be on YouTube. You can use a different site. Exactly. 
and people, people like, oh. want to argue that fact because they get their feelings hurt because they, you know, can't say super fucking inflammatory shit or just flat out false things like when Alex Jones got kicked off of everything. Right, exactly. Because you can't fucking just say flat out bullshit like that and expect the websites to put up with it because whether they like it or not, when you put something on YouTube, YouTube is sponsoring that. They're saying that that's okay, that that's what they believe in. Uh, this shouldn't be like that, but that's how it is. So if you're putting stuff on there that YouTube doesn't believe in and doesn't want you to be fucking saying and being associated with them, they're, they're going to fucking dump your shit. They're, they're, why wouldn't they? Exactly. They have all rights to do it. And hey, I, I support them and having the ability to have, you know, community standards and terms of service that they can fucking ban you over. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like anything else, like, uh, like a physical place. They can, we, we talked about this before. They can deny you service. They can deny you entry. It's private property. So you regard whether it's, whether you want to come in with a uh, no shirt, no shoes on, or come in not wearing a mask. If that's what they ask, you can't, you can't come in. Sorry. They can say for no reason at all. They, you can walk into the store and they say, Hey, I don't like the look at your face. Get the fuck out. And they, that's perfectly within their right. As long as they're not saying they don't like the look of your face because of the color of your skin, then they're in trouble. Yeah. There are those like protected classes and, and whatnot. Right. right. Uh, it's a, uh, it works like that with so many different things. Like Michigan's a uh, uh, at right is a right to work state, which is, is a kind of weird thing to say because it means that the uh, a company can fire you at, at any time for any reason. You have no guarantees to keep your job. Like I could walk into my job tomorrow, my boss could say, "Yeah, you know, I changed my mind about you working here. You, you're gone now," and I don't have I wouldn't have any recourse. His that his is his right it could, because of the way the work laws work in our state unless the reason they gave you was because jay they're firing you because you are transgender exactly that's why it's fucking i'm always amazed me how anybody could get caught up in any of those laws because they can fire you for no reason so why the fuck would you possibly give them a reason that's against you know like it like i i don't think people should be fired for being transgender but if you truly thought that and you're going to fire somebody, how could you possibly get in fucking trouble for it? Just say you don't want, want, don't want them working there anymore. You don't like their work before, whatever. You can say anything you want. Fucking lie. <laughs> but it's, you know, but the funny thing about people who believe in that kind of shit, you know, that you know, transgender people are bad, is really believe it. So, of course, they're not going to lie about that because why would they lie? They think they're doing the right thing. So, once again, the way things kind of work out sometimes. Right. And yeah, those people. Yeah, I don't get it either. The The problem is, though, is like, so even if they said, even if they were just fired somebody, you know, supposedly for no reason and it was really for something protected, you still right. have those people coming back and suing and then you have to prove that it wasn't because of something protected. So even in right to work states, generally, you do have to have some sort of reason that you can fall back on. That's a good one. Right. Yeah. Um. I suppose, yeah, unless the guy you're firing is like a uh, a 46-year-old white guy, in which case, you're going to be fine. Yeah, It's impossible to uh, be uh, uh, prejudiced against white people, right? Until he sues you and says that you fired him because he's gay. 
Ah, fuck. I forgot about the gay thing. You're right. <laughs> There's a question. Would you pretend to be gay to keep your job? No. No, I'm good. <laughs> I kind of need my job. As long as I didn't actually, actually have to perform, I wouldn't mind if people thought I was gay if it meant job security. A couple people at work thought hey, I was gay really already. They wanted me out of my job. Like I would rather just be someplace else. Well, yeah, that, and that's, of course, what it comes right down to. I, I can't believe these people that I see fighting for their jobs. You don't want to be in that type of environment. Uh, you know, if they truly want you gone, you know, uh, I, you, know you, you probably want some sort of severance package, but you don't want to fucking stay there. So here's an interesting one, and I don't know if this is the real Sly Dog. I think it might be. Yeah, it is, because I can talk by the score. People, yeah, as far as kicking people out of their store for bringing dogs in. What do you think about all of the therapy animals, Jay? I think they're fucking ridiculous. C and I dogs, I'm firmly behind. You know, there's a big C and I uh, school actually not that far from my house, a couple five or six miles, something like that. Um, so obviously, those are real things. Support animals, uh, I know PSP, PSPLD, whatever is is a thing, uh, and I know people have mental conditions. It just always seems so fucking silly. Uh, uh, and, you know, and it's Sly always Dog a talking. fucking teenager with a goddamn fucking toy little ridiculous like four pound fucking dog on a goddamn airplane. Yeah. No, and of course you've heard even more ridiculous ones like this is my support animal. It's a miniature pony or <laughs> which I've actually fucking seen or someone who had like a fucking turkey or some shit like that for their emotional support. Uh, uh, animal or like an emu just all kinds of crazy shit and it's all stupid i'm sorry no no i can't support that i'm tr i try to be understanding and uh err on the side of caution when it comes to people's feelings and things like that but no if you got an emotional uh, emotional support animal you're fucking stupid yeah i'm um, with you like that i absolutely support like actual service animals not just obviously seeing eye dogs but like they have them for people that have you know like they have seizures and shit like yeah. that. that. Like they're trained to like, or even the ones that like, there are even some dogs out there that apparently can like monitor, uh, like, uh, blood sugar levels and shit like that. Like any dog right. that actually has a true purpose like that. Totally agree with it. Totally support it. It's just the idiots that go for the fucking like weekend course to get their dog certified to be a service animal. Like, I hate those people with a fucking passion. Right, this right. And somebody that has two dogs that loves animals, like those people still piss me off. Yeah. Uh, speaking of animals, um, now my wife wants something new. <sighs> she wants a bird. <laughs> I was like, a bird? She goes, yeah, I want a bird. I'm like, oh, man. Uh, first, the first thing I told her was like, uh, if you get another pet, it's one that does not require vet visits okay she goes what do you mean i go you can get any pet that you want that if it gets sick we're gonna let it die okay <laughs> I, we can't afford like another pet's worth of uh, vet bills that's that that's not gonna happen um so uh so with that caveat i told her if she really wanted to get a bird get a bird um hopefully not an expensive one she we're not talking like a parrot or some shit like that those would cost a shitload of money uh, I told her to buy a canary. No, it's gonna, bird. it's gonna end up being uh, one of those fucking birds that lives to be like forty or fifty years old. You're gonna be <laughs> eighty years old, fucking dealing with this loud, obnoxious fucking bird. 
Yeah. They're going to be thinking I, back to giving in going, yeah, you can have a bird. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. Uh, like she wanted a cockatiel or something like that. I'm like, no, those are a pain in the ass. They're, you know, they're messy birds. I have a little experience about this. My mom had several uh, birds growing up. She went through her bird phase, just like some w- women do apparently. Hold on. Oh man, I got heartburn. Uh, and the birds that she settled on after several different ones were canaries. The canaries are not super expensive. Um, they're small birds. They don't take a lot of care. Uh, they sing, which are really cool. Uh, if you ever heard a, can- I'm not sure if you've ever actually heard a canary singing, but they're, uh, they have di- various different abilities of levels, uh, levels of ability rather. Uh, and a good canary sounds fucking cool as shit. Uh, and you can get like all kinds of different colors through, through different sub varieties of them. There's even one, uh, that my mom had that looked like it had a Beatles haircut. Uh, so we named it Ringo because it couldn't sing worth a shit. <laughs> um, but so I told her that's, that's not a bad bird because they're not super expensive. They're not the sort of bird that they get sick that you bring to the vet and, ha- and have like a thousand dollars worth of vet bill. You just go, Oh, that's sad. And you go out and spend another $50 on a canary. I will take your word for it. I would never have a fucking bird. Like, number one, it just doesn't seem like a cool thing to do to the bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like you're That's... just locking it up in a fucking cage, and like birds are kind of meant to, you know, fly around and shit. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. But I also don't care enough to argue with my wife. I told her I was like, yeah, honestly, do I think you should get a bird? No, but if you're gonna get a bird, probably get a canary or something small like that. I'm not gonna argue with you. That's not worth it. Um, I'm just thinking it's a horrible mistake. Yeah. Like my advice to that would be, if you're going to get a fucking pet, get something that's designed to be a fucking pet. Well, she wants another cat or a dog. And I'm like, no, we, we got a little tiny fucking house. We already have two dogs and a cat. It's too many. It's too much as it is really. Uh, I do not want to get another pet at all. So I'm trying to reduce her to something small. I was like, you know, maybe fish tank. Fish don't seem like they're really going to care, you know, that there are the fish tanks. I don't think they're smart enough to realize it. But whatever she wants, I'm not. It's not worth the argument, really. Giving in on something, Jay. Well, you're, she has you're losing the power. Well, we haven't uh, uh, finalized that conversation yet. Uh, I don't think she's really super into it. So I'm hoping that she just loses interest and moves on to the next next thing. <laughs> Yeah, fuck a bird. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Fuck this show. I think we're done for today. Look at the time. Um, I wanted to thank the OG Army for showing up. Uh, we couldn't do the show without most of you. Uh, some of you I'm not quite so sure about. Uh, I want to thank my co-host, Big Dalton. I definitely couldn't do the show without you, sir. Uh, what do you got today for you to end up with? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have shit, but I'm going to go with two things. Number one... Just like fucking yesterday, I'm running on almost zero sleep, so I'm going to give a little plug out here to uh, the company CBDMD. They make a CBD sleep aid, Mm -hmm. and that has allowed me to fall asleep on like three straight nights now. I'm still only getting two or three hours of sleep, but it's allowing me to at least get to sleep. Right. fucking yay them. (laughs) Have you tried anything like that before? Bed, uh, no, because I smoke a lot of pot, and I think that that's you know basically half of the CBD anyway. So I get the, I get those. I just don't take a pill for it. You might want to try something like that, laying off the actual weed a little bit. 
Uh, that's crazy talk. What else you got? Uh, the only other thing I got is fuck all y'all. Good night. <laughs> all right. Everybody have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at six. Bye-bye. Ha, ha, ha.